What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. We have our Super Bowl matchup. Perloff's Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) How does this happen that we start a show together, and in that time, Perloff's Philadelphia Phillies have made the World Series, and now his Eagles make the Super Bowl. Life is just not fair. I mean, congratulations to you. No, but you had you had solid playoff teams with the New York Mets and the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, so no, you should be very proud. <laughs> very proud of their accomplishments. It's not about me today. It's uh, about you. Actually, let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals because that was a train wreck of a game. I mean, it ended up being exciting at the end, but nobody wants a game decided on a penalties. And it really did feel pearl off, even by the letter of the law. If Joseph Osai did push Patrick Mahomes, it did lead to an unnecessary roughness, and it should have been 15 yards. But, oh, wait a minute. There was a holding call on that oh, play. On. It should have been offsetting. I think everyone and their mom thought that was going to overtime. I, Of course we did. But I don't like people who said you shouldn't call that because of the setting. It, it was very clearly a late hit. Now, I'm not even talking about the holding call, but the late hit. Yep. No, I don't think it. I don't think you can swallow the flag on that. It was, a, and I feel so bad for that kid. Yeah, he had an amazing game. He was all over Patrick Mahomes all game. But you have to call it. So if you're going to yell at the officiating, don't yell at them for that play. There's a lot to yell at them about. But to me, I, I don't think that determined the outcome of the game. It felt like every time either the Chiefs or maybe the Bengals were going to start to get a little momentum or something, it was a major penalty call that ended up sort of either taking things away or just completely tying the game in knots. And I've never in my life, maybe you guys can correct me, we've all been watching football for a really long time. I've never in my life seen a redo like I saw on the third and nine. And Listen, maybe you could say, well, there were no points that were scored off the Chiefs getting a redo on a very important third down in the second half, yet I still think it impacts the game because, as we know now, Second and nine, ball goes incomplete to Jarek McKinnon, and then it's third and nine, and the clock gets stopped so that they can move the football off basically like a half a yard. Then there's a a little discrepancy on when the play should have started again. Was it on the referee's whistle, on his signal, or was it going to be on the snap? They play the third down, it ends up being a sack, but uh, the referee, the down referee, sort of half-hearted, kind of waves, or I'm sorry, it was a connection to Kelsey, but it was short of the sticks. Connection to Kelsey, short of the sticks. The official kind of waves, but doesn't really sell the call. So the Chiefs don't come, don't get the first down. The offense runs off the field, and the punt team comes on Perloff, and then the referees get together, and they redo the play. I've never seen anything like it. Okay, I, you're totally right. I've never seen it either, but... Is there a little too much complaining about the officials coming from the Cincinnati side? Now, I get it. I'd be in the exact same way. But generally, you don't lose games to the officials. Yes, you have Drew Brees and pass interference play against the Rams in 2018. I don't think this game was that. I think this game came down to the very, very end, and it was always going to come down to the end. And there are a lot of weird calls. I totally understand. But I, I I can't say the Bengals lost that game because of the officials. I just can't do it. I mean, I could. I feel like I could make a case. I mean, and I think I could make a pretty well, compelling what, which, case. Which, which? So, what's the strength of your case? The strength of my case is that they should have never redone that third down play. That to me is like an official error. And I know you want to get it right and by the letter of the law, but you just gifted 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs a, a redo on a third down play. I think at that point, the referee is to just be like, I didn't I didn't sell the call enough. I wasn't able to get in there to really blow the play dead. And let, instead, I let the play happen. And then as the punt team's running on the field and we huddle up together, then I realize, you know, that, that things were gone awry. But there is some precedent here. When the defense jumps off sides, most often Aaron Rodgers famously gets a free play. Yeah. But sometimes they blow the play dead. So there's some discretion about, wait, are, are we going to blow the play dead? Because sometimes it can be dangerous to blow the play dead in the middle when guys start to play. So one guy might hear the whistle and stop. So this isn't the most outrageous officiating thing that's ever happened. Yes, redoing the play was weird. But honestly, if the guy was running like this and somebody saw him, he if, did uh, one by the way, I'm doing this, that helped yeah. on radio. If the guy <laughs> yeah, was waving wave his arm, did one wave. <laughs> what if one player saw that and stopped and got decked by the other player? It was a mess and they screwed it up from the beginning. But that, that didn't determine the outcome of the game. Honestly, the Bengals had a couple last shots, Chiefs had their last shots. They hit a very, very hard field goal. What if the field goal misses, which almost happened? The win almost caught that, and the Bengals win in overtime. Then nobody's complaining about the officials is say or saying that they determined the outcome of the game. No, I maybe not, and I don't even know who you could say made the case that they should have won that game. You know, like it was so evenly matched in oh. different spots. But I gotta say, it did feel like the Bengals were starting to grab a little momentum when they stopped the Chiefs on third down. And it's like, all right, you got off the field. You're going to give the ball back to Burrow. I don't know what he would have done with it, but it just felt like the maybe that was the moment where where Cincinnati takes hold. We know they've been a fourth-quarter team. And then they get called for the defensive pass interference, right, the Eli Apple on the next third down. And the defense has to be out there for several more plays. More time goes off the clock. Yep. I mean, all of it changes the game. I agree. Even if no points were scored. I agree. But which was more egregious, the NFC title game and the mistakes that were made in that game or Ooh. the AFC title game? But nobody's saying the Niners lost. Well, not many people are saying they lost because of officiating because it was a blowout. So I think the Niners fans also have a case. But in the end, in the long run, you you know there's going to be bad calls either way. And in the long run, officiating is rarely going to determine the outcome. I think you could argue the right teams came out of both conferences. I wonder for the audience what the, the final play where Osai pushes Patrick yep. Mahomes out of bounds. Do you have a problem with the officials calling that at that moment? Because we all say we don't like it when the officials determine the outcome of the game. I Yes, Bucker could have missed the 44. 45 yarder, but he was most likely was not hitting the 60 yarder. I mean, Jay, Feely, I don't know why maybe by the not. Way. Jay Feely said he was missing 55 yarders in yeah. that directions and warmups. If that's not a given, but he should have, if the, the distance he had on that kick made me think Andy Reid should have kicked it earlier when he had a 54 yard attempt or 55 yeah, and decided punted. to punt yeah. because he had plenty of leg. It just, the wind was moving everything. You could see the flags were going crazy. So yeah, that was no give me that he hit that. There there was a lot that happened in that game. Honestly, I think the Bengals had their shots. Can we agree? I, I agree with they you. Did. I thought I thought Luan Aruma, the defense coordinator, had the Chiefs figured out. The Chiefs were not really the Chiefs. They looked much slower. They had opportunities in the first half. The second half had dried up. I thought there was a moment where it was going to become Burrowhead. I honestly, I, I was with him. everybody else. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Joe Burrow, but credit Chris Jones pulled an Aaron Donald from last year's Super Bowl he did. and just put the team on his back and said, I'm going to kill the quarterback. And I think so in that way, the Chiefs earned it and the Bengals kind of blew it. Although I don't even see it as a blow game because it was so close on the road. They were impressive. They're an impressive team. 
they're going to be back. But I, I think it's a cop out to blame the rest for this. Yeah, I, I don't. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I would have called the unnecessary roughness on Osai. I think you had to do that. Yep. You feel terrible for the guys. Ugh. He's crying on the sideline. And the reason why you feel terrible for him is because he had such a good game. Even on that drive and on the first down play, he was all over Mahomes. Like, he was having the game of his life, maybe. Big time. 22 years old, went to Texas, right? Like, he's having the game of his life. And then he's now going to be remembered. Like, D. Ford is remembered for you know, his playoff blunder. Uh, both those guys. Well, D Ford made a lot of money and Osai will make a lot of money, which is okay. I actually, I felt a little better about this whole situation. I, I immediately, like everyone else, like, well, let, tell me about this Osai guy. Second year, heck a of a game. Football in front He's going to get a $50 million contract. So this is not going to define his career. If it was a guy who was on the fringe and really only made $3 million in his career and that was it, I yeah. would feel even worse. So the Bengals, though, with 2.30 left to go in this game, had the ball. Now, an all-time, I never thought it would happen moment, is Andy Reid punting the ball from the Cincinnati 30, uh, 38. I, 38. I know it was a fourth and eight. Yeah. I just never thought I'd see the day. I was like, here comes the best play that Andy Reid's ever designed in his whole life to try to get first down. Instead, they punt it. They pin the Bengals in to the six-yard line and Burrow couldn't get over the 33. His well, own I did. At least he had that third and long to Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. an unbelievable play. Yeah. I I think the Eagles have a coaching advantage that two weeks from Sunday. You already want to do Super Bowl break? I'm now? not doing Super Bowl, but I think Andy Reid, you could see Andy Reid is no late game master, Maggie. I know he's one of the great coaches <laughs> no. of all time. There's well, this, that one worked out for him. That worked out, but you cannot you cannot have felt totally confident. There is one coach in the league who is making the best decisions on fourth down. And his name is Nick Sirianni and his coordinators are on fire right now. So that Andy Reid late game thing, I've seen it a okay. million times. I'm telling you right now, I did not have confidence in Andy in the last two minutes. <laughs> and believe it or not, I have confidence in Nick Sirianni. Something I never thought I'd say. All right. I'm not going to throw cold water on Perloff's big victory lap here. First off, we got a long way to go. We got two weeks. We got a lot of back and forth to go on with the Eagles. Can I just make one point about the Eagles coaching staff for how incredible they are, and they really are good, in a close game? Can we get a close game? Can we get a game that Hopefully means not. something in the playoffs <laughs> where they're not up by two touchdowns and basically they have to sit on a lead or like the Giants game was over in the first quarter? I just want to see this this mm. crew, this these these geniuses. geniuses. Can I just see them in a close game? <laughs> okay. Can I see them in a one-score game? In a I'm telling game? you, it's like the Spider-Man meme to Spider-Man. Andy Reid has no interest in this close game either. This is going to be who can make the worst decision in the last three minutes. <laughs> you're right. Andy Reid's punt worked out. But at the time, like you, I said, uh, Andy, you're going to really be mad at yourself if the Bengals come down and score here. Yeah, early cheeseburgers was what I was thinking. But instead, <laughs> they're going on to the Super Bowl, as are we, by the way. We're going to be in Phoenix. Yeah. Nothing wrong with early cheeseburgers, by the way. I think we're all <laughs> 4 o'clock, cheeseburger time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on this show, for sure. Yeah, we yeah, see yeah. you guys in the chat. It's not just the cheeseburgers. 4.20 would <laughs> be a nice time for a cheeseburger <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> You guys are nuts. Uh, of course, you can listen to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We are also streaming live right now, right this second, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. The chat is already up and rolling. The Weedos. They're not weirdos. They're Weedos. 
because they hit 420 every hour on the hour and every time zone that we're in. By the way, we you're love welcome. you guys for it. You're welcome in the chat if you yeah. do not partake in any mind-altering substances. I had to sit down on the computer and show my parents this weekend how to get into the YouTube oh, live nice. and to get in the chat. So everyone, be on your best behavior. You I don't want to. Perloff's enter the chat. I don't want to <laughs> dampen your buzz by putting my parents into the chat. I know Perloff <laughs> brought the narcs into the chat. Way to go! Just no, kidding. no, no. They're probably hired too. It's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know what? It's the most welcoming chat I've ever seen yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is These welcome. These are a happy, happy everyone. bunch. Yeah. Uh, again, YouTube.com/slash CBS Sports Radio. The question is. Did the referees decide the game yesterday, the AFC Championship game? We'll get to your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Now they're looking out for your parents. Um, (laughs) We'll get to the NFC Championship game as well because once again, we go into an offseason with nothing but questions for the 49ers and their quarterback situation. Yesterday was tough to watch. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Everyone's welcome Come on in, get comfortable. It's Maggie and Perloff just getting started here on this Monday. We're back with your calls next. This NFL postseason, every Westwood NFL broadcast streams live for free. All on the road to Super Bowl 57. Eagles, Chiefs, catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. A lot of celebrating in Philly and KC. And I understand the frustration of Cincinnati fans. I also kind of understand the frustration in San Francisco. I feel, even I feel a little robbed that we didn't get to see a full game on Sunday. And you were in the stadium. I was in the stadium, and it was the greatest party I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> it looked like 80,000 people yeah, just and having was, at it. And, you know, you're in the stadium, and you're not watching on TV, so you can't exactly tell what's a bad call, what's a good call. Yeah. But there were a couple questionable calls, and the guy in front of me put a put it well. He goes, I'll take a win. I don't care if the officials screwed up 100%. I need to go out to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the prevailing attitude yeah. in Philly. Of course. But, yeah. yeah, if you win, you're okay with the officials. That being said, in general, my philosophy, and this, I don't care if it's the NFL playoffs, LeBron James, in the end, I feel like officiating is a wash for all the teams. So I cannot point to that as the main culprit in why Kansas City beat Cincinnati. But I understand that Cincinnati fans feel differently. Okay, well, I mean, mainly a wash, just the discrepancy in the NFC Championship game. I mean, 11 penalties were called against San Francisco. Seven of them gave first downs to the Eagles. Only four penalty calls on Philly. Now, listen, maybe they're warranted, but it's like that's not in the wash there. That's a major tilt. One team had a quarterback. One team was trying to give the helmet that has the signals to Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Don't you think there were other reasons that there was... I mean, the Niners were a shell of themselves. And and the defense still played well. I yeah. thought they still played very admirably considering everything that was going on the offensive side, knowing when the opponent knows you can't throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, you're down three touchdowns and handing the ball off consistently like you're trying to bleed clock. There was obviously something wrong. So I don't think you can evaluate the officiating. And besides, the Eagles hit the wire on the punt, which is so stupid why that wire is still there. That that made me so mad. I was fired up for about a half hour and, <laughs> yeah. until the score got out of hand. Yeah, imagine if you're a Bengals fan today, how fired up you are. The question today is, did the officiating uh, determine the AFC Championship game? We want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm a little more on the refs today, thinking they did a pretty bad job. Perloff's giving them a pass. Big Dave is in Kentucky. He's up first. What's up, Dave? How are you? 
Hell no, they didn't determine the outcome of the game. Yeah, Dave. I mean, listen, my news feed has had so much Bengals cry that I'm worried about phone damage. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The OSI call, I mean, that's a no. You have to you call, have to call that, it that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody that, that wants to question that is an idiot. I mean, the only really bad call, to be honest with you, that I saw was the uh, the pass interference call against Mike Hilton. I, I think that was yeah. I think that was ticky tack. Uh, but yeah, listen, wait, hold on though, Dave. Talk- One thing though, the Osai you have to call that out of bounds. But there was a very egregious, in my words, holding penalty that happened on that play as well. That should have been offsetting. Okay, all right. I I'm not going to question that because you know what? They could they could call a hold on every other play on someone. As a matter of fact, I saw someone on Twitter this morning that showed a couple examples of plays where um, a Bengals lineman could have been called holding, and, and they weren't. But, I mean, listen, here's the thing. Yeah. Zero yards, not just points, zero net yards for the Bengals in the first quarter. That was crazy. Five sacks, two interruptions, a delay of uh, game penalty. I mean, Burroughs had a QBR of 50.6. I mean, you could go on and on and on and on. But no, I mean they didn't. That the, certainly the officials didn't cost them the game. And listen, hey, McLovin, yep. Kudos to your to your Eagles, man. Listen, I I can tell you, I, I don't know what's happened to me. I have I sit there watching that game, and since then I've I've, I've gained an appreciation for what they did. I the mean, Eagles, look I, at that, a Dave, Dallas you appreciate Cowboys the Eagles? Oof. I do. I really do. I mean, it uh, hurts. Everybody well, loves them. And I tell you, listen, that line's one and a half right now. I'm all over that because I think it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be an 11 point win for the Eagles. I don't think it'll be close. I tell you one more thing. I'm going to hang up. Folks are saying, "Yeah, but Mahomes has got two weeks, uh, you know, for that ankle to rest." It's not like you dial the clock back. I mean, he, you know, he he did a lot of work on that ankle yesterday. And by the end of the fourth quarter, I mean, he looked like Bob Cratchit hopping around. <laughs> I know. And yet somehow got to the sideline on the run and then obviously the penalty that ended up basically deciding it. Dave, I never thought I'd see the day. Thank you for the call. A Dallas Cowboy fan. We'll get to uh, the changes, by the way, coming to the yeah. Dallas Cowboys a little bit later in the show. I can explain the Mahomes scramble at the end. Explain it. So he has a high ankle sprain. As you know, I've been treating an ankle injury with Dr. Rock Positano, yeah. who was great on the show on Friday. He was excellent. So... I have an ankle problem, but I can run straight with no pain whatsoever. It's yeah. only when you have to turn right or left that the pain comes. And Patrick Mahomes can do a straight sprint. But you saw when he was trying to move one way or the other that he had trouble. Also, his plant foot was a big issue. And I would even dare to guess his fumble was closer related to the ankle than people realize. <laughs> that was realized. the most ridiculous he thing I've ever seen. He might have planted his right foot and had a sh- uh, shock of pain go up his whole body and freaked out. I mean, that would help explain it because I've, it just fell out of his hands. We've never seen Mahomes do anything like that. Not that I his, can remember. Right. I, it was so bizarre, but watch his foot. He was planting on his right foot. I think two weeks will help, but I think that is the Eagles' main advantage. Nah. I, to me, that's a storyline here. Listen, I mean, you saw the Eagles' pass rush? The Eagles' pass rush is awesome, but they were going against... Josh Johnson and like the 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 corpse of, of Brock Purdy. Well, even they bef- are very good. They're like rated number one. I know all of that, but they had a very easy schedule. They didn't play a lot of really good quarterbacks, and then they got a gift yesterday in the NFC Championship game that Brock Purdy goes down. But I think we're overlooking actually the second biggest storyline for the Super Bowl. 
Patrick Mahomes' ankle has two weeks. What about Perloff's ankle on two weeks? I mean, how are you going to stand during the game? Oh, you got to be cheering. <laughs> you're going to be playing hurt. Oh. We're not talking about this nearly enough. First of all, standing yesterday at the link. Oh, man, my back afterwards. I was <laughs> oh, like, poor you. Yeah, it was it was a tough day. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, you think Mahomes is going to be fine in two weeks? Look I, at how good he looked after five days. We all thought he should be on crutches. How good he looked? And- that was a shell of Patrick Mahomes. It was 23-20 with, I don't understand why the Bengals didn't score more points. He scored 23 points. It wasn't going against the number one defense in the league. It was a Cincinnati defense. Well, that should have been 35 at least. They always only score 23 points against the Bengals. <laughs> the score is the same every time yeah, they that's, play. That's true. And Mahomes threw for 326 yards. Uh, yeah, and how many of... they run for, by the way? Next well, to zero. Yeah, he had three carries for eight yards. Uh, John is in Portland, wants to talk about the officiating. What's up, John? How are you? Good, good, Max. How are you? We're doing Thanks. excellent. Um, you know, I think you're looking at it from the wrong angle because referees definitely do decide the game, not this one in particular, but it's more by what they don't call. And, and that's been the earmark of this season hmm. has been how bad the officiating is. And I got to ask, it, to me, it's the worst in pro sports. And I got to ask, how could it be that bad if it wasn't on purpose? It, it, I, and I just feel like the refs are, are part of keeping the season on script because, like that call, you look at that Cincinnati or the San Francisco. You take that fourth and three that wasn't a catch that they call the catch in the first down, and the roughing the punter call, which the guy was pushed into him. Yeah, that game was still a game at that point. It had those calls gone the other way, even though they had no quarterback. And and the one on Mahomes, the referees didn't decide that by calling it. The guy that pushed him decided that. Yeah, and, and he did. But there was a, there was a the holding rules, call that should have been offsetting on that one. I'm I'm not such good a, enough. You know, John. Yeah, the one, I agree with that. The one thing about and you bring up a good call, a, a very good point on the uh, AJ Brown on the catch because you know, and that was really now got pinned on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, excuse me, Devontae Smith. That got p- pinned on Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't he challenge? But what's confusing to everybody and kind of plays into John's a little bit going down the conspiracy theory, like the officiating's bad because they they want a certain outcome here. And I get why fans are saying that today. I don't agree with it, but I can understand why people would think it. There is this thing called NFL replay assist. It's a new thing where the league officials have access to every camera. They don't have to wait for Fox or CBS to replay any of the plays. They have every angle that can, they can see it in a nanosecond. Sometimes they call down and they interfere and they'll like reverse a call or they'll make a call so that a coach doesn't have to throw a challenge flag. And sometimes they don't. And I think it's been kind of odd, Perloff, about how this has been applied. And I think we have a lot to go here with, like, when is this replay review, this replay assist, when are they going to step in and when are they just going to stay out of it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I understand it has to be changed. But did I was there, so I didn't hear it at the time. Did the broadcast take about a minute to figure out that a ball hit the ground? Because there, how many cameras are there, 22, 23, 20, or something like that? like 40. Yeah, for a big game like that, there's tons of cameras. So you're telling me, that they were able to intake all 40 cameras within 20 seconds and find that one angle where the ball hit the ground? So I'll tell you what I think Fox was doing, but I I don't have any knowledge of this. The play was so wow. It was such an Odell Beckham catch. I think for TV, they focused more on the replays first of showing you this incredible catch as opposed to trying to find the replay, did he survive the ground? But it was, it, it was 20 seconds. I'm watching that. It was so fast. And I've been in a truck many times. It's not that easy to find the right angle. 
And there are so many angles where you cannot see the ball hit the ground. The way Smith's body was, it was hard to see. So you're right. Maybe I think Kyle Shanahan should have called a timeout Definitely. because then that would have given instant, what's it called again? Uh, replay assist. Replay assist time to look at it. And he probably wouldn't have had to use a challenge. Would have lost a timeout. But so what? I think it, it was such an important play because it was fourth down. You're right. It, it was huge. It, it changed the entire tenor of the game. That being said, it was it was a 31-7 game. So And that was early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you could guarantee me that Purdy wasn't going to get hurt because of that, I don't think that was the big determining factor. How about Ken? He is in Baltimore, wants to talk about the late hit penalty. What's up, Ken? How are you? Hey, first of all, I must uh, say hello to Perloff. Hi, Ken. But, uh, okay, and the only reason I'm addressing you first, Perloff, because I wanted to address Maggie's second, because Maggie don't remember me. I used to listen to her and Moose. Oh, Ken, I remember. Where you been, buddy? Well, man, out. Well, you know when you when y'all change and you break <laughs> up and you go all over the place, you lose me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're but back. I, I enjoyed you, and I enjoy you both. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Ken. Think these. The way that we know that Osai, whatever his name is, his IQ was very low on that play. And it's horrible that that game had to end like that because there was only 17 seconds left, what have you. Mm-hmm. But I see that these officials, they're very horrible because I see they're swallowing the whistles when they want to. Now, Maggie, you brought up that holding play at the same time, right? Yes. Well, that holding play was right in front of him, and, and it was happening within the action before, uh, you know, Mahomes got out the pocket and ran to the side. So, you know, they decide what they want to see and what they don't want to see. And I realized something, too. Um, that one official, he's a, a color gentleman, he seems to always be involved in a controversial call. I remember him back with that... Um, the New Orleans Rams uh, play. Do you remember that? Yeah, the in 2018, the NFC Championship. Yeah. That was that was Ron Torbert. I'm assuming that's who you're talking about, the lead official, yeah, that, Ron Torbert. Yeah, yeah, him. He was involved in that. I got to go that back no, and look. That, I don't remember no who call. the lead official was, but Ken, I'll take your word for it. I, see, here's the thing, Ken, and I appreciate it. I'm so glad you found us, Ken. And uh, if you like Musa Maggie, you're gonna love this show even more. I can tell you that. Thank you. For the call, I can't say that. I can't say that I think it's a conspiracy theory by the league, because we're all watching the Super Bowl mm. no matter what. <laughs> like, yeah. there is no person who's made it through this whole season was like, you know what, Cincinnati small market, I'm not going to watch. Well, I mean, first of all, Kansas City is also a very small market, and why Philly over San Francisco? Yeah, right. <laughs> Philly's been there. I, I don't understand. Yeah, in San Francisco, I mean, if Brock Purdy could play, what a story that would be. Yeah, like, I mean, if they were going to fix it, Maggie, who would they put in there? Dallas. Da- yeah, be, <laughs> the Dallas the Cowboys, Cowboys would have advanced. Again, that for somehow sure. playing the Packers, even though they're not. They're <laughs> yeah. still both in the NFC. Uh, I think the Raiders or the Steelers. I yeah. think you would have had a, a Cowboys. I mean, it would have to be the fix of all time to get the Raiders into the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, Stu, take <laughs> Stu took shrapnel today. No um, reason for that. Um, I'm sorry, Stamter, you have an update. It was Bill Vinovich. It wasn't Torbert's crew. Vinovich. Bill Vinovich. I think he was on the sideline yesterday. Do you see that they have extra officials who are on the sideline? It's just like vaguely familiar faces. Like, okay. Is that Cleet Blakeman? Yeah, Cleet. Oh, right, right. I think he's doing the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, no, it was Carl Sheffers is doing the Super Bowl. Sheffers. So, Sheffers. Who you, I know you have issues with. Major. Okay. Uh, a couple callers have he said today. You better hope he doesn't run into me in a dark alley, yeah. that Carl Sheffers. I'm oh, sorry. That's Go ahead. mean. <laughs> a couple callers have said today, officiating is worse than ever. 
Okay, let's evaluate that. They're more officials than ever. They're trained more than ever. They're paid more than ever. What has really changed about NFL football over the last 40 years? We see their plays now in slow-mo. Slow-mo a hundred times. That never existed. And we have Twitter, which plays the clips again. And we have social media to complain about it. You're telling me in 1986 that they got all these calls, right? No way. No, we just, and we complained about them, but only to like the person at the next bar stool or. But they didn't even show all these replays. This Devontae Smith drop. They never would have caught that in real time 40 years ago. I, I think people complain about the officials, but really the audience has changed more than the officials. Officials are, it's a very fast sport. Officials are trying their hardest. It's an impossible job. You've officiated. It's, it's, stinks. No, but I also know when I went to umpire school, thank you for bringing it up so I didn't have to. When I went to umpire school, the first rule was sell the call. And that official yesterday didn't sell the call uh, to blow the play dead on third and nine. So that's why I do get why Cincinnati fans are feeling a certain type of way. Because you allowed the Chiefs another third down. And granted, okay. they didn't they didn't score any points off of it, but it everything impacts the outcome of the game. It all everything does. does. But listen, if you're gonna look at football that way, then pretty much you can't trust any outcome because there's always gonna be a one advantage officiating wise, other so do no outcomes matter because of uh, first of all, it wasn't you are the that person egregious. Who puts an asterisk on every single championship. <laughs> I the only football game that I really, really put an asterisk on is that Saints Rams game. Yep. The rest of them, yeah, I don't know. Unless the Eagles lose in two weeks, in that case, I'm already <laughs> yes. putting an asterisk. And I'm already saying the officials screwed us on a questionable roughing the passer call. This is your you called uh, this week one of the NFL season that the Super Bowl will be decided on a questionable roughing the passer. Well, call. it kind of was. I mean the the Chiefs. It was a Bengals. Rough, it, it was yeah. an unnecessary roughness. It yeah. wasn't roughing the passer, but yeah. I mean, listen, in the year 2023, they are always going to err on the side of quarterback safety. So they had, to, if they had not thrown that flag, that would have been a bigger shocker. You're right. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phone. See you guys in the chat. Everyone is being seen today. Coming up, the Eagles are moving on, but are they the luckiest team in Super Bowl history? What? Lucky. We got this. All for you right after the CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link cbsportsradio.com slash ask the pros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag ask the pros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. All right. I know we have 10 days to break down the big game, as they say. Yeah. The Super Bowl. Eagles Chiefs. But why are you already saying that the Eagles haven't beaten anybody? Why do you think the Eagles are favored and they should be favored? Because to me, I know we have 10 days, but they're clearly coming into this game, the healthier, better team. It seems obvious to me. I couldn't believe there were some, I think they, the Chiefs opened as a favorite and then immediately switched to the Eagles. That seems so obvious to me. I I don't know what I'm missing here. Um, I guess I can understand why they opened as the favorite, but do you want me to go through like, just the quarterbacks that the Eagles have faced? No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> How can I you mean, tell me? I, what I, is this, this is not exactly murderer's row here. Of you're not. This isn't one Hall of Famer after the next that you guys have faced. And then in the postseason, I'm not trying to take away from the Eagles, even though it sounds like I really am. Sounds like it to me. 38-7 to against the New York Giants, who were basically fading the whole second half of the season. And Daniel Jones. They just beat the Vikings. Is Daniel Jones. And the Vikings were frauds. I, you guys destroyed the Vikings. 
The Vikings were frauds. And then San Francisco comes in already with Brock Purdy. Great story. He gets knocked out in the first quarter. Then yeah. Josh Johnson gets a concussion. And then Purdy has to come in. He can't throw the ball. So I mean, it worked. can't you acknowledge it's worked out pretty well for you guys? It's worked out pretty well. But there seems to be some obvious advantages for Philadelphia. Their Pass defensive rush? they have They rotate in all these defensive linemen. And they have all these big guys that they signed to stop the run. Kansas City is a terrible running team. I mean, that was a really bad display. How many times was Mahomes in third and nine and third and ten? So you'd figure that'd be a big advantage where the Eagles offensive line, Lane Johnson is should be the MVP. Forget Patrick Mahomes. Forget Jalen Hurts. He and Eagles Kelsey off, were both very good. Yes, it seems like the Eagles just on paper have a big advantage there. Now listen, I'm not too cocky because I know how football games go. But bottom line, two weeks and Patrick Mahomes is going to look like Patrick Mahomes because that Patrick Mahomes will be very vulnerable against an Eagles pass rush. So yeah. I think the common sense, and I know common sense never actually plays out. <laughs> yeah. The common sense is that the Eagles being healthier, to me, is the the big storyline going in. Yeah, but the common sense should have been Joe Burrow was f- fully healthy and the Bengals should have won that yeah, game, but, you but it didn't f- work. Finally, the Bengals O-line showed that was a bunch of backups who had to hold on every play and let Chris Jones take over the game. So may- Bengals weren't healthy either. I know. Health, health, health. I know. Bengals, now your offensive line looks bad. Thanks a lot. <laughs> As said every Bills fan ever. Go back to the phones at 855-212-4227 because we're asking if the officiating um, determined the outcome in the AFC Championship game. Dan is in Myrtle Beach, wants to talk about bad refereeing. What's up, Dan? How are you? Uh, I'll, you know, I'm hearing about the roughing the quarterback and uh, the holding penalties there at the end. But nobody's mentioned anything about, I've never seen this in the NFL before until that game. Joe Burrow on third and 17, he sacrifices his whole body, runs 18 yards, dives for the first down, and then all of a sudden they said false start. False start, they stopped play immediately. Why did they let him go into danger of getting hurt and bring the whole play all the way back? I mean, you're right. I'm trying to think of when exactly this is. I just want to go back. Was this in that the... Happened, that happened in the either early in the fourth quarter or late in the third and quarter. And late in the third quarter. I remember, was... the Joe, I remember one Joe Burrow run that didn't get called back that was really good where he ran for a first down and kind of like barrel rolled a little bit. Are we talking about the same thing? No, no. That, no. He did that twice in the game. Okay. But this, one, this one, it was fourth and, I mean, third and 16, and he ran this... The, 17 yards, scrambling up the middle. He never, he was straight up the middle of the field. And then when he dove and got the first down, they called it back and said it was a false start. Man, just mm. brutal. I've, I well, got to go find it, go back and find the play. But Dan, we'll, we will go back and find it and talk about it. Um, yeah, listen, brutal penalties. Crowd brutal. noise? The crowd played a part yesterday. Could have contributed to, to that false start problem. You know, man. I did, it did seem pretty crazy loud at Arrowhead slash Burrowhead. Well, We're not calling it that anymore, are we? No, because uh, Travis Kelsey, can we uh, hear a little bit of that? Travis Kelsey made it abundantly clear whose house it is. Man. <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead my ass! Woo! It's my home's house! <laughs> <laughs> That was on live television. Uh, we have some more, Kelsey. Let's hear it. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. 
<laughs> I mean, Travis Kelsey, just go to the WWE after yeah. this, right? Like Gronk did his little turn when he retired before he came back with Tampa. He's got to go mm. either AEW or the WWE. I don't know if Travis Kelsey has the physicality of a Gronk to really last in that situation. Oh, come on. Yeah, he does. Travis Kelsey's kind of a pretty boy. I I, I don't know. <laughs> the WWE needs those, too. I think Jason Kelsey would be a great wrestler. <laughs> oh, now, the tag team. By the way, were you aware that they were going to meet in the Super Bowl? Because that's not being talked and, about enough. <laughs> that and the fact that Andy <laughs> Reid used to coach the Eagles. Did oh, you know that? I was aware of that. <laughs> wait, wait. You mean both Kelsey brothers are going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's Kelsey brothers. Apparently, they have a podcast. I don't know if you've heard about this. That's so weird. I wonder how their mother is handling all this <laughs> yeah. oh with her jersey that's like all split yeah, up. My, my guess just out of the blue because i haven't heard anything about it is maybe her name is donna i don't know <laughs> shot in the dark but shot the, in the dark the q rating of the two kelsey brothers has never been higher i mean what are they gonna do with it like you have this opportunity they have now the most popular bro- podcast in the country it was like number one the other day it feels like every week we're grabbing something from that whether it's one of them saying something or they have great guests but them and McAfee all okay. over. And it's, us. Listen, uh, obviously, we all go viral. We all make a lot of news around here. But it's one thing to have an awesome <laughs> podcast, which is not nothing. You can get paid a lot of money for that. It's great. But you're the Kelsey brothers, and you the floor is yours right now. Right. Everybody wants to talk with you. You're going to have 100 microphones. Like, what do you do with this moment? What do you want to launch? Like, what do you want to – how do you use this moment? The Harbaugh's didn't do this at all. Dopamine gum? Wait, what do you mean? What it, wh- First of all, they get paid millions and millions of commercials. They have this podcast is something to launch. This is great for them. I don't know what else. Some sort of product line like yeah. TV 12. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do they like? I was going to say a WWE career. There's got to be a product a law firm. Kelsey and Kelsey. Like, what are the Kelsey's? What's a product? Like we saw Chris Long has his podcast now. Right. And it's all about just like the widows in our chat. All about getting stoned. What are they? What are the they Kelsey's? They have podcasts. Doing? It's right in front of you. I don't understand. This is an incredible thing for them. You're thinking too inside the box, Marloff. We got we got to have bigger things for the Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the podcast is nice. They want to take over the world. So how do they take over the yeah. world? Why? The Go Kelsey brothers space? absolutely do not want to take over the world. They want to Kelsey sit and chat with their friends. On, no. They're not Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos who want to build. <laughs> Do they the Kelsey brothers? I, I don't get that vibe at all from them. They I sent actually, up Strahan. Why can't they send up the brothers? I, I actually heard this once from someone. This is many years ago where Kelsey was already famous, but he wasn't like super duper famous Travis Kelsey. And he wanted to do a podcast, and I know this for a fact. He went in and pitched an idea to someone where he wanted to do the Curb Your Enthusiasm for Athletes. And they're like, yeah. what, what does that look like? He was How a do you pull that off? He was a visionary. He was ahead of his it time. It looks like the New Heights podcast. It's exactly the kind of stuff. I mean, they nailed it. No, I, I don't think you can do it any better. And also... I'm sorry, I don't think this is me. I don't think Travis Kelsey is the deepest thinker on earth. I don't think he's trying to catapult this, the fame of the Super Bowl into. Uh, it's not Bono or Angelina Jolie <laughs> I mean, or something here. Even you <laughs> Those are the two yeah. names that came up yeah. with Bono and Angelina. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be an ambassador for the UN or something. Yeah. I, no, I don't think so. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that he's not smart. I, I think he's a pretty sharp guy. I just want, I know what he's going to parlay. I know. What's he going to parlay? Yeah, a podcast. He's not, no, he's not married. He's going to parlay this uh, into dating uh, somebody super famous. I yeah, think. yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense because Travis Kelsey probably couldn't land any girls before <laughs> the success. What are you kidding me? 
A celebrity relationship? A tall, handsome millionaire. Who's already had a dating show that lasted three seasons or something. That's right. Travis Kelsey is probably so bored of sleeping with women that he doesn't even care anymore. (laughs) That's the one thing I was going to say. Parlay, I actually want to say parlay it into about 100 beers and 700 hookups. That's what Travis Kelsey wants. But he's already got that. He does not need a Super Bowl appearance for that. Well, he's already had two Super Bowl appearances in one. This is the third in four years. This is as close as we have to a dynasty right now. Is there a woman on earth who's like, well, you know, I was on the fence about whether I was going to date Travis Kelsey, but now that he's facing his brother, maybe I'm, maybe you date Jason. Yeah, I, I think I Travis think I think Travis was doing fine before. I see bigger things for them. Uh, you think da- I'm not getting it. I don't okay. think you're getting it. I think he should have either a dating show or a podcast with his brother. That is, <laughs> he <too> should use <laughs> Uh, quickly, Mike's in California. Mike, what's up? You want to talk about the refs? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't see that it totally like change or alter the outcourse of the game, but I think that that redo play is a, the biggest bungle of the game because if you think about it, not only did it get the redo, but it took another minute off the clock for in the favor of KC, which means that if they everything had played out the way it was, Bengals would have got the ball back on that kickoff with a minute and some change left yep. to go. And we all know what a minute and a half can do in a game. Totally. So I, I think that that had a huge impact on it from that standpoint alone. That I think that while the redo may not have affected the score, but that's still a lot of time on the clock. Mike, totally with you. And Mike, we only have 15 seconds. What did you end up making for the game? Uh, I did uh, I did smoked ribs and hot links and sausages, and then I did my chili queso smoked uh, cheese dip. Oh. Dude, can oh you dro- can you drop that chili queso recipe in the chat? If you don't mind, and this is, take your time, no urgency there. Can you Mike, drop some chili queso <laughs> dip by Phoenix, Arizona for a Super Bowl <laughs> Mike, thank you. Sorry, we're up against the top of the hour. But I, that they were talking about this in the chat, what everyone was going to make for the game, and Mike was coming heavy with the menu. Well, he's got Big Dog to satisfy his son. No, different. <laughs> oh, no, Mike. <laughs> oh, who's that? This is, that's uh, a different guy. <laughs> oh, man. But Mike. <laughs> oh, I, I thought, oh, you got me go all confused here. I know, because we have a big fan base in California. We love it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Then where's Big Dog? Big Dog's coming. Don't worry. Big Dog's coming.